Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You got to love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for watching another live edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and today our special guest, a fantasy guru from the NFL Network, Adam Rank. How you doing? I'm doing real well. Thank you. I, I'm excited, uh, number one, to be on with you. This is cool. But I think that we all can agree that next week, around this time on a Sunday morning, Got to be a little bit different. The uh, This is the last Sunday. Well, I saw this on Twitter, so I stole this. Um, last football, or last Sunday without football, the like February 20th. So it's amazing. Of 2022, right? Yeah, 2022. You never know. We might, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Vince McMahon or somebody, maybe Tony Khan will create a new football league and we'll just keep it going year round. But, uh, but for right now, it's going to be, this is going to be the last Sunday for a while without football, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, hey, Adam, we appreciate your time uh, coming on the show. As you know, fantasy football, huge thing. Uh, some people are still drafting. I actually have one of my drafts tomorrow. Um, what advice would you say you uh, – or let me rephrase that. What's the number one question that you've gotten for this year's uh, fantasy football leagues? Well, it's interesting because, Fidel, I will tell you, I still have like five drafts left. I'm like, how is this possible? Like, what are we doing? Like, we're wait- we're really waiting to the last minute. So – it is, it is, it's an exciting time. I think one of the biggest things that people really want to know, do we still go Christian McCaffrey 1.01, which is always like a, that's always a big one. Like, or that is a big one this year. Uh, people want to know if I'm really serious about Austin Eckler. And the, the answer is yes. But they always want to know sleepers. It's never like, 
I'll, I, you know, I'll be walking down, you know, I'll be walking down the street and a truck will pull, like, seriously, this literally happened. A truck pulled up. Rank! What, Rank? What's up? Like, hey, hey, do you got any sleeper? Like, are you kidding? You couldn't say hello? Ask me how my day was? I, I, I just came from the coffee shop. You didn't ask me how I like my oat milk latte? No, it's jumping. No, uh, but it's always the sleepers. And I think that that's where everybody's trying to get an edge because it's funny because now there is so much information out there. Like, there, it's so hard, nearly impossible to find a player that nobody is talking about. So everybody's trying to find that little bit of an advantage. And it's always funny, too. It's like, because like some of the like obscure players that I really like, J.J. Taylor, for instance, if you're in a tradition, like if you're in like a, a home league with 10 people, like you're never going to need to draft that. You're never going to, like you just don't have the room unless you have these super deep rosters. So it's almost impossible. But I, you know what? I just try to tell everybody, uh, believe in Corey Davis. And uh, that's it. That's my words of wisdom. Although Elijah Moore will be pretty good. And I don't even like the Jets. But for some reason, I'm finding myself rooting for the Jets. And I don't I don't like it, Fidel. I don't want to be I don't want to be in that space. I already root for the Bears. My life's hard enough. I don't want to have to root for the Jets as well. Yeah, no, I don't think you want to do that either. <laughs> uh, Adam, let me ask you another thing. So quarterbacks, uh, obviously, in a lot of these drafts, quarterbacks kind of go in the mid rounds to late rounds. Besides the obvious quarterback, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, who would you rank after them? Man, this this has been killing me because I am one of those hipsters who waits on a quarterback, and I've been burned so many times. And I'm like, yeah, my two quarterbacks are uh, Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins. Sick. Although I will say this about Matt Ryan, and this, he's not the number three guy, but I will say this. I have so much Calvin Ridley that I just go for the stack. And I'm like, fine, I'm going to stack them. We're going to do that. But as to your question, obviously Mahomes and Josh Allen are the top two. I always advise people, make sure that you know how your scoring setting is set up. Because a lot of people, you know, one of the biggest mistakes you can make in fantasy football is not understand what your league, how it's constructed. You know, I I walked into a draft with our CEO on Thursday night, David Jarenka, like the biggest name West Coast in California for the NFL media. And then uh, it was at the last, right when the draft started, I just noticed, and I'm like, oh, crap, we only draft one running back. It's one running back, one receiver, four flexes. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to take two running backs off the top because I don't need them. So I always think it's important to like understand your scoring system. Does your league reward you four touch or four points for a passing touchdown or six? Do you have negative two points for an interception or negative one or negative four? Like a lot of that factors in. So you got to go in there and you got to look. One of my leagues that I play with my friends in the second city, we, you know, the, the quarterback scoring is crazy to the point like even though it's not a super flex league or anything like that, we're still drafting Patrick Mahomes at the end of the first round. It's nuts. So as far as the quarterbacks go, based on traditional four points for a passing touchdown, negative two for an interception, you want the guys who can run as well which means Lamar Jackson, you want Kyler Murray, although I'm a little bit hesitant about Kyler Murray. But then you start getting into, like, I think Aaron Rodgers is a really good option as well. I I don't think that he's, I don't think people are giving him enough credit for how good he was last season. And it pains me as a Bears fan to admit that. But he should be up there. And then you're starting to look at the next tier because I think Dak Prescott needs to wait a little bit. Like, I want to make sure that he's healthy and ready to go. But then you got Dak and you got Russell Wilson. 
I think Tom Brady is poised for another huge year because obviously he doesn't run, which is why he's not as valuable as Lamar Jackson. But at the same time, Bruce Arians loves throwing the football. And so for me, that's the quarterback that I've been trying to target because he's usually coming off the board around the quarterback nine. The run on quarterbacks has happened. So instead of taking LaVisca Chenault, I'll take Tom Brady in that spot. And I'll be pretty happy about it because I think he's going to throw for 45 touchdowns once again, especially now with having a full season already under his belt with Bruce Arians. And uh, my last question, I'll pass it on to Kendall. Uh, Thursday night, the the opener, uh, Tampa Bay against the Dallas Cowboys. Who are you starting? Who are you sitting? Let's go, everybody. Let's get crazy. <laughs> like, we don't want to bench anybody. Like, why? We're not going to say, although I don't think that we want to start the Buccaneers running backs. And I really want to sit here, and, and I think that to me is going to be the biggest question for this season because I see a lot of people talking about Leonard Fournette and, and uh, Ron Jones. I don't like either one of them, and I don't know. And I was on a WDAE in Tampa, and I'm like, how crazy am I that when that game starts, here's a piece of advice I will give to everybody. I don't care. If you're streaming a defense or a kicker this, this week, drop them and pick up Giovanni Bernard. And I'll tell you why. No, don't start him. Don't start him. Pick up Giovanni Bernard and see how involved he is in the offense. Now, if Giovanni Bernard comes out and gets nine targets and he gets seven receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown, well, then you don't have to go to the waiver wire and pick him up. He's there. He's free. You just you just added this player. If he doesn't play, then you cut him and you pick up a defense. It doesn't matter. So you're getting free money with this. I think um, another great, like, I'm sure Tony Pollard already went in your draft. Pick up Tony Pollard. If he, I, I can't believe, I don't know how deep your leagues are pick up Tony Pollard if something happens to one of these players and you know what and if nothing happens he doesn't play fine cut him now I'm not saying to start him but have these players on your bench ready to go just in case something happens so I think it's a good little like backup backup maneuver it's kind of underhanded like I'm a sneaky little ass sometimes and I'll do things like this like it's underhanded in a way and I'm I, I was gonna say I'm not proud of it but I'm certainly proud enough to just sit here and talk about it I don't care. This is what we're trying to win. Like, you want to get an advantage. That's the whole point of fantasy. Um, but I think otherwise, I think we're, we're, we're all systems go. I know the Buccaneers have a good defense. and But if you if you drafted Dak Prescott, and I've, I've, I've got at least one share of him somewhere, maybe two, like I'm starting him. Him, Amari, Zeke, um, uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb. I think Michael Gallup's a little, I don't know. I would have to see your other options. And then on the other side, I think for the Buccaneers, all three of those receivers play, and obviously Tom Brady. So I'm ready to go. So I think it'll be fun. I'm glad that they uh, they always do a nice job on that opener of having a game with a lot of fantasy implications so we can go out there and have a lot of fun. Well, I just took your advice, and I just picked up uh, Giovanni Bernard. Did you? Look at you. I love it. Is that not smart, though? Like, think about it. Like, it is. Who knows? I, by the way, Fidel, if that, if that pays off, I will let I, you know. I want you to make a $5 donation to St. Jude's. <laughs> you got it. I'll do without that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh my gosh, I want that to hit so bad. That is going to be my thing. That's I'm gonna, I was just getting ready to make a TikTok about that. But when is this? What is this? Is this? Are we live, right? Yes, we are. Okay, so everybody who's watching is getting this before I drop that on TikTok. Okay, right. cool. That's what I wanted to make sure. I was going to wait out of deference and respect. 
I wouldn't have put that out there until you guys had the opportunity to give that to your to your fan base. So that's a gift from Adam, and uh, good luck. I hope it works out. Thanks, Adam. That's that's honestly the only thing I'm I'm rooting for now in that whole game. I'm like, I am only going to be rooting for Giovanni Bernard just for this crazy scenario. What's going on, Adam? Thanks for joining us today. Kendall, it is my pleasure. North Carolina, do you play a lot of golf by any chance? No, I don't play no golf. <laughs> you can't live in North Carolina and not golf. <laughs> yeah, um, we had Marcus Grin on earlier this year. How is it? How was it working with him behind the scenes and on your live shows on the network? He's the best. Like he's he's as cool off the air as he is on the air. Um, the only thing, you know, like if I had like one complaint, uh, he's kind of a Marvel guy, like more than DC. So that's a little bit of. That's a little bit of friction right there. So, uh, but I think we overcome it, and uh, we do a nice job. But uh, he's great, you know. He's also one of those USC guys too. You know what? Actually, now I'm going to sit here and just make my Marcus Grant complaints. I'm just teasing. They're great. I will say though, it's always so confusing because he loves the 49ers and he loves the he loves the Dodgers. So that no Cal SoCal rivalry is going. And then like when the when the Warriors won. And I'm like, okay, remind me again. Do you like the Warriors or the Lakers? And then he gets mad at me. He's like, you know full well. And I'm like, dude, I can't keep track of it. Like, I literally can't keep track of it. And he's like, well, what about you? You like the Bears, but then you like all the Southern California teams. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because we didn't have a football team. Like, that's what that's everybody in Southern California. Like, you root for the Angels or if you're a Dodger fan. Everybody roots for the Lakers. And then you're either a Kings or a Ducks fan. And then everybody roots for the football team that their parents like or the Patriots. And like, that's just the way it goes. So we always have that kind of argument, but Marcus and I have been doing this uh, for quite some time and it's been a lot of fun. And I've really, you know, I've really appreciated uh, the way he's approached his, his job, his role. You know, we brought him in as an editorial assistant who was just back reading, you know, stardom, sit columns and putting stuff up on the website. And then thankfully, our production team, you know, recognized like, hey, this guy's got a really good presence. You know, he's got a really good energy. Let's start putting him on camera. And then, you know, so he would he would be on Fantasy Live, like a couple segments here or there. Then he was getting days. Then it was every day. And now he's hosting shows and he's doing a, a lot of amazing things. And it's just uh, it's a credit to him, you know, for how he's been able to take that role and build it into something, you know, to be one of the most prominent voices in fantasy football. And, you know, in an industry, you know, to be a, to be an example, you know, for, uh, for people out there. And, um, you know, I, I think it, it, I don't think it gets stated enough, like what a, what a role model he is, especially for our industry. So uh, I, I can't say enough good things about him. Well, you just brought up the Patriots where to go, and I'm a Patriots fan. Give me, give me a sleeper for the past this year. I'm going to talk about J.J. Taylor. Like, that's my guy. Like, everybody's been all up in my business when I talked about him back in July. They're like, well, Sony Michelle's there. And so I'm like, uh, now he's been traded. Mm-hmm. And then they, they love Steven. Everybody loves Stevenson. To me, Stevenson is more of the, like, hey, he's doing great against the third stringers in preseason. Not that he's not a good player, but J.J. Taylor reminds me a lot of Rex Burkhead and the role that he would play with the Patriots. And the Patriots loved Rex Burkhead because he could do it all. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. 
And so he can run the ball when you get near the goal line. He can catch the football, which I think is very important. And you know what? With Cam being gone, this opens up a lot of opportunity for these running backs. And to me, when you when you think about it, the Patriots, nobody has run the ball inside the five-yard line more since 2018 than the Patriots. I thought it was the Rams, so I've looked this up, so I know. Uh, it's been the Patriots. And without Cam there, I don't think Mac Jones is going to be taking goal line dives. So, And I think it's important, too. I know that people are like, well, I don't well, – I don't, I, I, I don't, I'm never going to touch a Patriots running back. I'm like, it's not this unsolvable riddle, you know, and we're not drafting these players to be our RB1, but they're still valuable pieces, you know. Like, what are these – you know, there's going to be weeks where you're going to need to flex one of these guys – or do something. So to just ignore a team's entire position group, especially run that runs the ball as much as they do, right. I think that's like I think it's negligent. So I, I like JD. I like Jacoby Meyer, and uh, Johnny Smith is now becoming like a non-sleeper because everybody's in on that. Once Cam was this is this is kind of the trouble, Kendall, with um, with drafting so late is that you lose out on the advantage of uh, prognosticating these players breaking out. Because I love Janu right when they signed him. Even when they signed Hunter Henry, I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. Janu is a pass catcher. When they get near the goal line, he's going to be that Gronk type. But now, you know, instead of getting him in the 14th, I have to draft him in the 10th. But still, I try to grab him on every team. Appreciate it, Adam. The sleeper guru. So, uh, Adam, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how, you know, uh, Kendall mentioned about Marcus Grant, and when he was here, uh, I think it was behind the scenes. He told us about how he has this love for Waffle House. Yeah. And uh, he said that um, he's always wanted a Waffle House visor. Yeah. Uh, the you know the ones that the employees wear, and I told and I told him, well, I could get you one. He's like. He goes, no, they're impossible. I've tried. I tried to buy it. This and that. Well, ask him, and he'll. And he and he actually sent me a picture of him wearing the Waffle House. I was able to get him one and send. You me got him one. I got oh him my one. god! I came in clutch. So yeah, I, it's it's a it's funny. Marcus Grant is, is something else. Uh, I really enjoy both y'all's work. Um, I forgot about his Waffle House suggest his obsession. It's crazy, yeah. I you know what? it's always funny too because I feel like anytime we go anywhere, like we would go to trips. To uh, like, we would go to New York City for like Fantasy Draft Week or something like that, or wherever we would go. We went to uh, San Francisco for the Super Bowl. I'm always, and not that he's not, but like Waffle House is the one that I would, because I I always want to go to someplace local, and I always want to be like, we're not going to go, like we're not going to Chipotle, we're not doing this, like we're going to find someplace local. The sketchier, the better. Like, let's go. I think we were in Canton. And he wanted to go to Waffle House. I'm like, no, no chains. And then he he cleverly reasoned. He's like, yeah, but we don't have these in California. And then like the hamster wheel in my brain was going. I'm like, yeah, right. That's that's a solid point. I can't argue with that. So it was an experience for sure. <laughs> so uh, well, let's get back. Let's get back with uh, on subject, right? With you. Uh, was that not on subject? <laughs> that's my subject. That's a well, listen. Well, you, well, you, well, listen. Hold on. Hold on, Jerry. You said. Right? Hold on. You said that you've done a lot of research on me. I have. And you know more than anybody that I will take a conversation and steer it in any direction I want to go. If I want to sit here 
and give you a dissertation on the Titanic, we're going to do it. It's funny because we won't now, but it's funny. I think that that uh, uh, I I listened to some of your recent podcasts, and everybody kind of asked you the same question: How did you get to become Adam Rank that you are today? And uh, I don't. I I mean, I I think that you've gone deep into those, and I'll let I'll let people kind of go back and, and and do that. But I will say this: To me, when I look at at how you become Adam Rank, you know, you've done it. It's almost like a blueprint. If somebody. <laughs> Yeah, it is because I mean, you know, people want to mention about how you, how you wrote this letter when you were I forget the, the actual grade level to uh, Al. Like Davis. sixth grade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixth grade, and then um, how you actually were a uh, intern, right? Not a lot of people yeah. want to be interns, and you kept on being an intern even after your internship was done. And, yeah, and the key card kept on working, and you kept on going to work, and eventually they offered you a job, and from there you just you know kept on you kept on at it and then eventually you know you you found your way to where you're at if yeah, I'm no no it's did true I, did i miss anything along the no way? no that's it and i understand too and i i understand there there it's kind of a hot button issue with internships it is. because the um the practice of internships are terrible like because i we talked about this you know and it's hard to have like nuanced conversations on twitter or anything like that because a lot of people are like, I don't have the, I don't have the chance to intern, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Time and money, yeah. Time and, and honestly, like I believe me, I understand all that. You also still, you know, because um, I have like, yeah, I agree. Like I think the system's messed up. To me, it's a lot like uh, tipping at a restaurant, where it's like, um, like I don't believe the practice of tipping is wrong. Like the employers should just pay their employees. Like how about you pay your employees, give them insurance. And don't make me leave an extra $3 because for whatever reason. Like, just put it into the price. But at the same time, I still tip. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't agree with this, but I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's your 25%. Even at a coffee shop, you're like, because now you pay mobily. And it's like, I love that they are just like, do you want to go 20? Like, 18, 20, 25. And you're like, you see that 25, you're like, I want to be that big shot. So I'm going to hit 25. Don't don't challenge me to go thirty. Eventually, I'm just going to be like double it, like buy everybody. But whatever. So I understand, like it's it's a it's a very delicate situation to talk about internships. But I what I would say to anybody is use whatever means you have necessary to to try to make as many connections as possible. Now, for me, I was very like honestly, I'm very fortunate. My parents, you know. Uh, allowed me to live at home a little bit longer and uh, I was able to do a lot of internships and and, and really go and it, it was really one of the things you know I went to a college that cost when I went to Cal State Fullerton it cost like 300 bucks it's a glorified community college knowing that you know when I looked at it well I just honestly at first didn't really want to go to college and my parents were like you're going because your sisters didn't go and nobody in this family has ever graduated so you're going to be the first I'm like, but I want to go do comedy. They're like, nope, college, fine. Okay, Cal State Fullerton, glorified JC. Maybe I'll try to walk onto the baseball team. Huge mistake. Was not ready for that. Uh, by the way, that's always my favorite thing. I don't. You don't want that story. I'll skip that. But, uh, um, but I think the the most important thing for anybody is just going out and doing everything you can. Now, for me, I was able to do internships. But I was also coming up in an era where we didn't have YouTube and Twitch 
and TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff because I would have used that to try to you know propel myself as well. Like you obviously sitting here being able to put out a podcast using StreamYard and going out there. And I think it's just important to just take advantage of your opportunity. So instead of, you know what, it's cool. Like, yeah, I mean, the NFL did pay me for my intern, so that was cool. The Dodgers sort of paid me for it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I think that, you know, we all now have the ability to just work for ourselves and put our stuff out there. And it's, you know, about how we want to present you know, our information and present, you know, the way that we do business. Now, obviously, you guys have put a lot of thought into this. It comes off. It's very professional. I look at your backgrounds. You got the banners up. It looks professional. And you're putting in the time and energy to that. And so, to me, that's now the conversation. The blueprint is now doing everything you can to get noticed. Because I go on these shows and these guys, they'll ask me. Excuse me real quick. Sorry. (coughs) I'm choking up. I'm not choking up. Excuse me, but I'll add, you know, I'll, it's funny to be talking to somebody who's got like, you know, half a million TikTok followers. Like, how do I make it? I'm like, you're making it. Like, we're getting there. We're getting to a point, too, to where, um, you know, these big corporations and everybody are starting to realize the value in podcasts and people who have huge social media followings and everything. And they're like, well, I don't need to pay the NFL half a million bucks. I can go to the East to West podcast and pay them. You know what I'm saying? Like the opportunity is there and we're all starting to make it. Like it's so many times, like I had to go out and cover high. Well, I loved covering high school. I still love covering high school football games, but you just have to go out there and some big faceless media conglomerate like Singleton was making all the money and we weren't, but now we have the ability to go out and do that on our own. So I think that's the new blueprint. Like it's similar but uh, I guess the spirit of it is the same of like, just do everything you can get out in front of, uh, get, get in front of as many people as possible. And it's great too. When you go to games or you go to practices or anything like that and you see, you know, the credentialed people and it's, you know, it's a, you know, Tom, Tom Grossi and Aaron Nagler who cover the Packers, you know, those are uh, five years ago. They just would have been referred to as bloggers, but now they're, they're considered part of the Packers media, you know, contingent, you know, and it's great to see that. And I think as we keep moving forward, that's the way it's going to be. So yeah, the spirit of it's the same, but thankfully we, hopefully the, the unpaid internship part of it will go away. Although if you can volunteer, it's not terrible. Like it's, if you have the means and you have the ability, even if it's like just local things, like even like being in like uh, North Carolina, we're in California. Like I used to go and volunteer at golf tournaments just to go out there and try to meet people. And at the very least, I would walk off with like 30 Titleist balls from the practice range, which were way nicer than the stuff that I could buy in a pro shop. So I felt like that was always a nice trade-off anyways. Yeah. Well, what what is what has been the, the best lesson from your journey, your personal journey, um, you know, to get to where you're at right now? I mean – people see you they know who you are automatically i mean i'm pretty sure that's not always great <laughs> it's that right because i was like hey you're the three and 13 guy <laughs> like, yeah that's me so but i mean when you look back at your journey like what is your what is the most memorable part of it when you look back at it you know it was just 
never, like just never going away. I think it was easy. There was a time, you know, where I was like, ah, I'm kind of over this. Like, this is going nowhere. And, uh, and going out and uh, renting cars for Hertz for like, that lasted like four months to where I was like, okay, I gotta get back. I gotta stop. I gotta get back onto this thing. I gotta work in sports. Um, but it was really, you know, one of the most memorable things is when I was in college, there was a, the Mighty 690 was this radio station out of San Diego that came all the way up into LA, maybe even Central California, Fidel. Um, and I was a huge fan of it. Jim Rome was on it. So I would always go to these, like, um, I would always go to these uh, tour stops, as Rome would always put it, for Jim Rome or, like, Steve Hartman and the Loose Cannons. And, you know, I'd always ask them, you know, like, what do we do? And they would say the same thing that they told me, like, hey, just keep grinding. Like, it's most of it is, almost 90% of it is just showing up, just constantly showing up. People will fall by the wayside. If you look at any, like, profession that's sort of in the arts where it's like actors, musicians, uh, comedy is like this too. It's, it's the people that have, that are willing to stick with it forever who end up, you know, being able to do it, you know, cause it never happens overnight. You've got to put in a lot of time and a lot of people can't do that, you know, for sometimes it's monetarily, sometimes it's just, you know, a lack of, of whatever, you know, whatever circumstances there are. And so it, I think to me, and this happened like not too long ago, was finally, <coughs> excuse me, recently I went on Jim Rome's show. The Sklar brothers were hosting, but I was still on the Jim Rome show as a former clone who used to go to Charlie Brown's in Anaheim and hang out with Jim Rome for three hours on a Monday night. And I also was on Steve Hartman. I'm now a regular on Steve Hartman's show. Like this is, this is the full circle. This is it. Like, this is it. And then it, it's fun, too, to see, like, other people start to come through and uh, who I know who now become, like, big deals in the industry. There's a there's a young lady, Lauren Carpenter, stepmom Lauren. She used to come on to uh, my live streams, and I used to notice that she was always on. And I was like, uh, hey, I go, do you mind? Like, I'm going to have you answer all these questions because I can't get to them. I'm like, I'm going to designate you as our, our, our official thing. And she became a part of the podcast. And now she's on, like, she's working for Fantasy Pros, Mayo Media, and, like, all these things. Huge, like, huge growing stars. Like, that's, like, watching this circle of life. Because you're like, oh, I'm probably now on the downward side. Like, I'm, like, now coming back around. Everybody's going to start passing me. It's like being a pro wrestler. You know, like, hey, I was in the main event scene. Now, now I'm jobbing people out for the Intercontinental title. Which is fine. Like, it's all... I, I'm trying to be Jericho a little bit. Like I want to keep like relevant, but at some point I've got to put over MJF and it's going to be fine. I'm not going to be mad about it. Um, but yeah, so I, so it's not like there's one, like I wish there was one like crystallizing moment um, that I could think about. Although, you know, covering Super Bowls is always fun. That is a thing too. Like people always ask me because, you know, I haven't been to the Super Bowl the last two years. And I thought that every time, and I told this to Marcus one time, is I go, uh, I always treat every Super Bowl like it's my my last. Because, like, who knows, you know, because eventually they'll, you know, not going to be invited or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not going to be mad because I got the one. And it was amazing. And so I always try to cherish those opportunities and just really enjoy it and soak it up. And 
I would go in and you could go into the media lounge and see some of the older school guys who are bitching about whatever. And I'm like, why are we complaining about anything? Like we're, we're in whatever awesome city in Houston, Minneapolis or whatever. We're here for a Super Bowl. There's a vending machine over there that could give me all the Diet Pepsis I want. Like, how is this not great? I'm not paying for anything. It's amazing. I got to, I talked to Bill Belichick this morning. Like, what are we doing? Like, this is an this is the most awesome thing ever. So I always try to have that. So I wish there was like, I can't really think of like one thing that really stands out. But um, but like, yeah, like I don't know. It feels like Michael Scott when he's waiting outside of David Wallace's house. And Dwight's all like, what was your favorite moment at Dunder Mifflin? And he's like, I love them all. And it's like, it's kind of like that. Like, I don't know. It's corny. I know it seems like disingenuous, but it's like, there really is like, it's it's so hard. I, I guess it's fortunate that I can't think of just like, that I'm not just hanging my, like just remembering that one thing. Like, yeah, remember that one thing that was great and the rest of it's been terrible. But like, no, it's all been pretty good. It just shows you, right? When you're doing what you love, I mean, it's not even a job. It's... it's doing what you love right that listen sometimes though there's like i just no yeah it is it is true like even like the most difficult thing because like there'll be sometimes where you'll be like uh no none of it's hard no well that, that, it's not even difficult like i've been trying to think like every <laughs> once in a while somebody like no because like everybody's still like super like it, especially in person um because one of uh actually you know uh, one of the school moms was asking me one time because she saw somebody recognize me and she's like, oh, you must love that. And I'm like, if you had to see the stuff that I go through on Twitter, yes, I'm going to take the guy being happy to see me as opposed to the like, you're a clown. How'd you get this job? How have you not been fired yet? Um, but yeah, no, it's all cool. Like, I don't even mind it. Like, I, I will tell you, like, because uh, James Coe and I would do a show and like five minutes before the show would go on, I would be like all frazzled, like trying to make sure everything's good. Like, oh my God. I'm like, why do I love it? And then like once the light hits, like you're like, this is the greatest stuff in the world. Like this is like, there's no, like there's no downside. Like if somebody wants, I'm sorry, if I'm at a coffee shop and somebody wants to ask me for a quick sleeper, if that's the worst part of my day, then I think we're doing okay. Like it's fine. So well, said. I think I think that perspective is very interesting. I do got two more questions. Wait, what do you mean it's that interesting? You think I'm bad? No, no, no. Well, I'm just saying when you when you stop, you look at it, it. It's one of those things. It's like, I mean, is it that bad that people are asking me this even even when you're not thinking about it? You know, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's a, it's, a, it's actually a great thing. So I got to beat it beats them not caring. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> So I've heard you say, you know, you talk really highly about your father. In fact, that's why you're a Bears fan. Um, aside from him, who 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 was that one person that you tried to, you know, be like as far as to, to being the Adam Rank you are today? Like, was there an Adam Rank back then that you looked up to and admired and, and you were trying to be like? You know what? When I was working for NFL Publishing... And they closed that down and I was freelancing for them and I had to find another job to like kind of supplement my income. I started working for the Orange County Register and there were two guys who worked there. One of them, his name is Earl Bloom. He was an old, he's not, sorry, no, he was the former. He's actually back covering the Angels, but he was the Angels beat writer for the longest time. And I, you know, I knew who he was and I'm like, and he was working the desk. He was... 
the best he is uh the best dude ever he he comes like if you first met him you might think he was like like oh this guy's kind of rude but like that's just like old newspaper guy hard of gold though because when i was working there he would always make me go do the subway run and uh which people would be like oh like no 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 but it was great because he would always buy my sandwich and it was back when subway used to give you stamps for um like if you ordered a foot long you'd get two stamps and if you get 12 stamps you get a free one or whatever it was he would always buy my lunch and then be like hey make sure you get the stamps because just by going and getting it for the newsroom you'll get enough stamps for lunch tomorrow i'm like this guy is a genius like look at him always looking out for people so i always try to like you know when i am now you know back or like you know i have like interns or people who are like seasonal employees or anything like that i always think about earl and like the way that like he treated me i'm like i want to make sure that i'm i'm that person to these people uh who are coming through and another guy steve fryer who was our high school preps guy or is still the high school preps guy for the orange county register anybody in orange county knows who steve fryer is he's still he would be if you ever watch like uh like an nfl films thing and they talk about matt leinert like Steve Fryer will be in the Orange County newsroom, Orange County Register newsroom, talking about like Matt Leinart playing at Modern Day or something like that. Uh, another great guy who really looked out for everybody. He would always bring in everybody who was like a young kid who didn't have a place to go for Thanksgiving. Like he would host them at his house. And he always had this great attitude about uh, covering high school sports that I kind of uh, followed because I got in trouble not in trouble, but like people were like, you know, why do you write these high school stories the way that you do? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I think kids just want to see their, their name in the paper. So I try to get as many, like, I'm not really like, I've got six inches to talk about Bolsa Grande beating Rancho Alamitos. I'm just trying to get as many kids name in the paper as possible so they can cut it out. And, uh, Steve heard me having this conversation with somebody. And he's like the number one preps guy. And he's like, Adam, he's like, come here. And I'm like, oh, shit, Steve, Steve's mad at me. And he's like, I love that answer so much. He's like, bro, we're just building scrap. Like, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Try to get as many names in there as possible. He's like, you don't need to put like, you don't need to use half of your article on a coach quote. Like nobody cares. He's like, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. So, and we've been friends, uh, Earl and Steve and I have been friends ever since. So uh, it's been really cool. I had one other Friar story. Oh, you know what it was? I remember this. He also went to bat for me too because there was a guy who covered water polo. who was like our aquatics guy. And I covered a story and uh, filed it, you know, because he was out. And then he came in. He came into the newsroom later that night. So I was doing a double shift. And he was all heated. He's like, hey. He's like, did you? So, so... So Brandon, whatever, Brandon Adams or whoever it was. It's like, so this guy got hurt during the game? And like, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy got hurt in the second half and missed it. It's like, well, that's that's why that's why Servite lost. Like that's why Marina beat them. And I'm like, bro, I'm not putting that in a high school I'm not putting that in a high school sports story. Like, how do you think like I don't want these kids from Marina to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, the only reason you guys won is because this kid, you know, got injured. And he, and then this 
reporter was like, well, he also, I think he had a concussion. I'm like, well, then I'm obviously not saying that. Bro, like, I'm not going to put that a high school kid had a concussion. Like, this, this is not the stuff that should be in a paper. And I'm not fine. And he's, he's like, I'm rewriting this story. I'm like, if you do, I don't want my name in it. And it sucks because that Marina coach knows that he talked to me. So I had to call that Marina coach uh, that Monday. And I'm like, hey, bro, like, here's what happened. And he was super cool about it. And he was super mad at the reporter. He's like, he's like, I kind of get what he's doing. But he's like, I'm like, no, your kids played great. Like, why don't we celebrate your kids who are playing well? This was a longer story than you wanted. You're like, thanks, Rank. I just wanted to know one mentor. I don't need to know about this 2003 water polo match between Marina and uh, Servite. But that's it. That's my story. But like, oh, it's just, I don't know. So I follow those two guys. I always felt like they did things the right way. So I'm trying to emulate what they did and hopefully I'm doing a good enough job. Awesome. I, uh, no, but I, I like it because it lets us, it allows us right to see the connection that you have with those individuals. Oh, uh, and la- just to, I guess just to kind of end it off, uh, when does, when does the fantasy season officially, is it over or explain the process? When does it start back up for you? Never stops. Because you got like dynasty people now. Yeah. Um, no, I think uh, obviously once the once the real NFL playoffs hit, you know, I do like to write, you know, just for our original content team. Mm-hmm. I do a little column called uh, Un- Unpopular Opinions. So I always keep doing it. And they always, you know, will lean on me. I think they, they there's the NFL network starting to realize it because Marcus and I were on total access during the preseason doing these games and like the producers are like, Oh yeah, you guys actually do know football. It's like shocker. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like we also know like who guys like Sam Ellinger are because you know, it's our job to, to know these backups and everything, especially for the Colts. Um, so we still kind of like keep busy, but I would say unofficially for me, for my mindset, once we hit that, July 4th weekend and that's over it feels like fantasy is officially started like I gotta I will I will be probably still finishing off my state of the franchise series that I do for the original content team but now it's like okay now I need to start doing fantasy stuff putting together a top 200 putting together my tiers and starting to move things around so and it seems to get you know that July 4th is right there and uh, everybody's engaged. But, you know, once what's the Hall of Fame game? Because it's like it used to be the Hall of Fame game, but now it's sooner and sooner. And at some point it'll be like June 1st is when fantasy starts. But, hey, but it's keeping me employed, so I can't really, like, I don't know. Keep it year-round. I don't care. Fourth of July is my favorite holiday, actually. Me too. It is. Uh, wow, it's crazy. So we actually – Well, there's, to- like, there's like the kids aren't in school – like it's open, like yeah, you know, like I don't, you know, I don't want to get too much into our country's history, but it's like ah, it's cool. Like it's a, it's four days off in the summer when nobody has to go to school and you can kind of just relax. The weather's okay. It's a little hot some places. Yeah, Fidel's probably roasting in Central California that time of the year. I but still am right now. I got yeah. We're still in the. Middle. I'm actually in Coachella Valley at the moment. Oh, so I uh, I'm roasting. But uh, as well. So, but um, but yeah, it's like four days off in the summer. So you're like, okay, this is a cool time of year. 
So somebody somebody did ask. They said Justin feels a Trey Lance, but I heard you kind of say this previously. Um, you you actually I know that you're vouching for Justin Fields. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a Bears fan, but I did hear you say because he's a good football player. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. But How about I, that, Jerry? <laughs> okay. Well, it's Jets 26. But I did hear you say, oh. if you're going to pick up anybody, you said to go after. Yeah, I got, I got Trey Lance all over the place. And um, you said to I go think... after the Jets quarterback, didn't you? Um, I like Zach Wilson, too. Zach Wilson. Well, I'm a, I'm a Zach Wilson guy. Well, Zach Wilson, uh, of all these rookie quarterbacks, him, Mac, and Trevor Lawrence, all three of those guys are starting week one. And with Trevor Lawrence, or with all three of these guys, because they traded uh, Gardner Minshew, none of those guys have a veteran presence behind them. So there's no, there's going to be no quick hook. There's going to be no, like, well, let's put in Brian Fitzpatrick. They're playing. And the Patriots are probably going to be a good team that's going to run the ball a lot. Jacksonville, going to be a lot of opportunity to throw the football. I think the Jets are going to throw the football a lot because their defense is still bad. The reason, though, that I'm looking, I think Justin Fields, we don't know when he's going to start. Trey Lance could also be in a very similar situation. The thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is that when Jimmy Garoppolo is on the field, he's a very good quarterback. His biggest issue has been staying healthy. So for me, if you have the ability to carry an extra player, I like having Trey Lance because I look at the 49ers playoff schedule, and they've got the Bengals, the Falcons, the Titans, and the Texans. In week 17, which is now the fantasy championship. There's an 18th week this year. I think that that's worth it, just holding on to him. And if something happens, if Garoppolo gets hurt, or if he eventually gets usurped, and Trey Lance comes in, that playoff schedule alone would be very similar to what happened last year with Jalen Hurts, where he came in. And by the way, he didn't fumble that ball against the Cowboys. That cost me a championship. (laughs) Not bitter about it, but... uh, Still. Sounds good. Thank you so much for your time with me, Adam. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for all the insight. No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you doing this on a Sunday morning to accommodate my schedule because I'm a jerk. And I've got to be, listen, I'm just trying to find windows when I can do this stuff. So I appreciate you moving in, uh, uh, making the time for me to come out here and talk about it. Pick up Giovanni Bernard. And uh, I did. Fidel already did it. Let's see what happens. Remember me if it if it goes well. If not, you can cold takes me uh, and do all that stuff. I'm gonna send you a screenshot after the Thursday game and see I tr- how it did. I trust you, but yeah, you can roast me for it one way or the other. <laughs> and real quick before I let you go, uh, like what we're talking about on the pre-show, uh, one of our guys, Isaac Durham, he's a huge fan. Obviously, he wanted to be here with us. He's a fantasy guy, uh, but he's currently at a wedding. So if you wouldn't mind giving him a shout-out real quick and making him feel bad for missing the show. Yeah, Isaac, I, I mean, I know that you're at a wedding or whatever, and you're standing up for it, whatever that means. Um, listen, if you were a fan, you would have made this happen. I don't know. I would have done it for you. Like, I moved heaven and earth to be here today because I thought you were going to be here. So imagine me. Like, my kids have been waiting to go to the pool. And I couldn't take him. I'm like, no, I got to go be on Isaac's show. Oh, wait, Isaac's not going to be here? Oh, that's great. Like, that's so rude. A wedding. I want to see photos from this wedding. Because I, I find this all suspicious. Who gets married on a Sunday? Okay, I guess, I guess a lot of people get married on a Sunday. But still, who gets married on a holiday? I guess a lot of people get married on By the way, who makes you go? Like, that was your Labor Day? Like, that was your Labor Day weekend. You're like, you're probably so stoked. Like, oh, we got an extra day off work. Oh, no, no, no. We need you to be in our wedding. You're like, oh. 
And obviously you can't back out of it because you're in it. So Isaac, listen, here's the thing. During the season, I, I don't want us to I don't want us to uh to not get enough time together. So when the NFL fantasy football season is over, because I want to make sure we have time. Uh, we can do it in January, we can do it in March, April, whatever suits you, Isaac. We're gonna sit down, we're gonna block off an hour and four minutes, and we're gonna chop it up. Me and you. These three guys are not invited. <laughs> sorry, Kendall. Sorry, Fidel. Sorry, Jerry. You guys are not invited. Okay. Wouldn't be the Isaac, first time that I get left out, so it's okay. Uh, no disrespect to you, but I think Isaac and I, we need an opportunity to kind of like spend that QT together, if you know yep. what I'm saying. So I no, no disrespect to you guys. We'll do this again, you know, at some point. But Isaac and I need, we need some alone time. And I hope you can understand. It's no disrespect to you. But we just need, you know, it's important for us. Well, sounds great. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a date. Yeah, love it. <laughs> All right, Adam, uh, we really appreciate your time, man. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you throughout the season. Yeah, I, I would look forward to that. So keep in touch. Let me know how everything goes. I'll be thinking about you. If Gio does something great, I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to be the happiest guy in the world. But uh, that's, all I, that's, all, that's all I need on Thursday. Giovanni Bernard to come through. All right. And uh, thank you, everyone out there, for watching. Um, We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your uh, weekend. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, The Spanish Remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Electric acid.